Hey guys, welcome back to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast, and thank you so much for being here. If you've taken the time to leave me a rating and especially a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I just want you to know that I appreciate you so, so much. And if you haven't, it would mean the world to me if you would just take a few minutes and write me a little review. That's really the way that podcasts gain traction, and I am on a mission to get this work out to as many people as possible. So if you feel like you're benefiting from this podcast, please, pretty please, leave me a rating and a review. And if you feel so inclined, please share this or any episode with your friends, post it on your stories. I'll repost you if you do that. I would really, really love to have your support. Okay, so you may have noticed that this episode is coming to you on a Friday this week, and I'm really in the vibe of like summer vacation. Even though I don't have a summer off like my kids do, I don't actually really have summer vacation. I have a few trips coming up, but nothing crazy, and I certainly don't have multiple months off. But it feels really good to just be in the energy of taking it easy and playing and enjoying and doing less, right? So it feels really good to me right now to publish these episodes for you on Fridays, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'll probably also, you know, not add my intro every single time because that requires me to actually get on my computer and do a little edit to attach the pre-recorded intro. And sometimes I'm just like not into doing that. I don't think it detracts from the quality of the podcast. You let me know if you feel differently, but I really am very much in this energy of doing less. I talked all about that on an episode a few weeks ago, so if you missed it, go take a listen. I think so many of us are really ambitious and high-achieving, which is, of course, amazing. And sometimes slowing down feels extremely nourishing, and we really don't let ourselves slow down enough, I don't think. So check out episode 56 about doing less, and make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode of this podcast. And try slowing down. Maybe give yourself a little summer break. Even if you're still working and doing a lot of your responsibilities, you can do like the baseline minimum stuff and not be so extra in all of your commitments if that feels good to you. Okay, so what I want to talk to you about today is a concept that I really love, which is pockets of joy. One of my mentors, Susan Hyatt, talks about this idea a lot, and really a large part of her current work centers on how to create more joy in your life. So what do I mean by pockets of joy? Well, really, it's the idea of finding little moments or glimpses or tastes of joy and pleasure and enjoyment, no matter what is going on in your life at any given moment. So if we look at a standard definition of joy, it's often equated, at least in our language, to happiness. But I think a more useful way to think about it is the French concept of joie de vivre. Now, I speak Spanish, not French, so please excuse my accent. But the translation of joie de vivre into English is literally the joy of living. That, to me, means an unconditional love of life, finding enjoyment of life regardless of the circumstances. It means not just loving your life or finding joy when things are going great, but also finding pockets of joy and an overall love of being alive when things feel heavy. I love the thought of finding joy in life without equating it with happiness. Because when we equate joy to happiness, often we delay our joy until we feel happy. 
And then because of the arrival fallacy that tells us that once we get to a certain you know, level of our career or we achieve a certain thing, then we'll be happy, we spend a lot of our life waiting and putting off our joy until we have the vacation or the perfect relationship or enough money by whatever standard in our bank account or we weigh a certain amount, or we wear a certain type of clothing, or we have the house that we've been dreaming of, or whatever it is. We put off our joy about our life overall because we're waiting for all of those external things to change, and we're waiting for them to quote-unquote make us happy. And in doing that, we really miss out on the joy and the pleasure that we can be feeling every single day. We think that we can't find joy if we aren't feeling happy. And some of that is really related to the idea that we are sold, that the goal of our life is to be happy 100% of the time. We hear that so much. I just want to be happy, right? And when we aren't happy, which inevitably happens in our human lives, we have times when we have negative emotion, right? And we don't feel happy. And when that happens, when we expect that we're supposed to feel happy all the time, we think something has gone wrong. Or we might even feel ashamed or guilty for not feeling positive emotion all of the time because, again, we think that we're somehow supposed to feel positive emotion all of the time. But our lives are by design a 50-50 mix of positive emotion and negative emotion. Really, the one does not exist without the other. We think we want to be happy, but because of that sort of false belief that that's our goal, It really leads us to denying and avoiding and repressing the negative emotions that we have as part of our human condition. And in doing that, and in repressing those negative emotions, we not only limit our range of negative emotion that we experience, but we also limit the range of positive emotion that we get to experience. And, you know, some people might choose to live in that small emotional range, never deviating too far one way or the other from the baseline. But most people do that by default because they're so afraid to feel negative emotion that they don't allow it in their lives and therefore they they repress their ability to feel positive emotion on a large scale. I personally want to live an intentional life that on purpose includes the full range of human emotion and experience. And that involves learning to love life, even when it kind of sucks. Even on our worst days, there's usually at least a little tiny bit of room to love being alive and love having the gift of this human life. There's space to appreciate the humanness that we get to experience. So joy is an emotion and we can find it and we can cultivate it. Just like any emotion, it's created by our thoughts, right? The thoughts that we think create the emotions that we feel. But More than that, to me, joy is like this overarching emotion that can coexist with happiness, of course, but it can also coexist even with sadness, grief, despair, or other negative emotions. When you can find pockets of joy, even when life feels sort of dreary, you can really up-level your life and your relationships more than you can imagine. To me, a life well-lived is that ability to find the joy in life even when it feels hard, to find the joy on the sunny days and on the cloudy days, to find something that's amazing about this human life that you have, even when you're going through something. Because inevitably in our human lives, we go through stuff 
and not easy stuff, not just a few times. Like it's a constant perpetual process of ups and downs. And that's the way that it's meant to be. So in order to start finding these pockets of joy, I have three tips for you and I want you to give them a try and then get in touch with me via the contact information in the show notes of this episode, because you know, I love to hear from you and I want to know how do you find these pockets of joy in your life? Are these tips helpful to you? What can I help you with even more? I love to support you and hear from my community. So the first way to find more pockets of joy in your life is really like the low-hanging fruit. It's probably the easiest one, and that is to purposely add in joy and pleasure intentionally to your everyday life. So I want you to start thinking about what are the things that you know bring you joy and pleasure and make you feel good, and can you incorporate them into your life on a day-to-day basis? I think that a lot of us are really starved for pleasure. We spend a lot of time just going through the motions of our lives and we sort of forget that we're wired for pleasure. Like all of our primitive drives are based on what feels good, right? So we want to make sure that we're purposely including pleasurable things into our life on a daily basis that we know easily spark joy for us. And I actually did a multi-day workshop on this not too long ago, and I have a little free resource on my website if you're interested in that. It's called the Pleasure Pop-Up Shop. And in the PDF that you can download if you go to the resource section of my website, which is linked in the show notes, um, you can get this little PDF that gives you a bunch of different ideas for different types of pleasure that you can introduce into your day-to-day life. And so that's the first way to start finding more pockets of joy is to literally create them by doing pleasurable things. Because like I've said, joy is this emotion that can be overarching. That is something that we can find even when we are having negative emotion, but it's really easy to find joy when we're having positive emotion, right? So let's start introducing more positive emotion and pleasure into our lives on purpose. So that's the first way. The second way to start finding more pockets of joy is to sort of just have your eye out looking for it randomly when you're going about your day, going about your normal schedule, going about your career, doing your activities, whatever it is that you do on a daily basis. You can just be on the lookout and ask your brain to be looking for pockets of joy. That might be just noticing something as simple as how good your lunch tastes or how beautiful the view is out of your window or how great the sun feels, especially after the cloudy Southern California days that we've had recently or whatever else it is that you can just notice and find as a little pocket of joy that you haven't intentionally necessarily created, but that you can find as you're going about sort of the neutral activities of your day. And then the third way to find more pockets of joy in your life might be the hardest, at least at first, but I really want to challenge you to start finding these pockets of joy, even during times when it seems unreasonable. So what I mean by that is when you are experiencing negative emotion, when something kind of shitty is happening in your life, when you're having a hard day, when you're feeling low, when something hasn't gone your way, can you still ask your brain, to go to work and scan the environment and find at least a tiny, tiny pocket of joy in the midst of whatever chaos or whatever sadness or whatever difficulty is happening. 
I promise that when you start to train your brain to look for these pockets of joy, even in the midst of darkness, you will start to find them. And what's the downside to that really? I think that sometimes we like to get stuck in our negative emotion and we like to kind of cuddle with it and hold on to it. And we almost feel like we should feel terrible for a prolonged time about certain things. And definitely we want to, you know, open ourselves to experiencing negative emotion, not making it a problem. It is part of our human experience. And it's definitely something that we want to get more comfortable with. But there's no rule that says that you have to feel 100% terrible when something's happening. And to me, there's really no downside in having a little glimmer of sunshine in the midst of all the darkness that might be happening for you during certain periods of your life. And in fact, when you can start to find joy, even in the difficult moments, that's when I think you really open up to living a big, expansive life that includes an appreciation, not just an acceptance of negative emotion, but an appreciation that negative emotion and that tough things exist. Because like I said, all of the amazingness, all of the positive emotion, feeling great really can't happen without the contrast of feeling bad sometimes. And some of those most challenging, difficult moments are the ones that really grow us into the person that we're meant to be. On the other side of the darkness is usually something more amazing than what we ever anticipated. And so I say, why not find the pockets of joy even during those hard times? There's no negative impact of that. It only can serve you and be to your greater benefit. So give those things a try. Find more pockets of joy in your life by number one, adding in joyful, pleasurable experiences on purpose. Number two, randomly noticing and start to find um, these pockets of joy when you're just going about your normal, neutral daily activities. And then three, challenging yourself to really find these pockets of joy, a little glimmer of hope, a little something positive, a little something to be grateful for, even when things aren't going the way that you wanted them to go, or even when you're going through something really difficult. Give those a try. Hit me up. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how else I can support you. And speaking of support, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching with me, I do still have just really, really limited availability for a few more one-on-one custom-tailored coaching packages. So I've decided that one size definitely doesn't fit all pretty much ever in life and definitely for my clients and in my coaching practice. There's such a range of ways that people benefit from support and it doesn't look the same for, for any two people. So I am really loving creating these custom tailored coaching packages where we get on a call together for free. The link is in my bio or I'm sorry, in my, in my, what is it? The show notes. If you want to sign up for a free, um, 30 minute consultation with me, we get on a call on zoom. You tell me what's going on. We figure out what you need support around. And then we design the perfect coaching package for you, including how often we meet and how, how long total we're going to commit to, and even the price is up to discussion because I really want this to be accessible to a wider range of people and a wider range of price points. So if you want one-on-one coaching, I literally just have a couple of spots that I can fill right now. My practice is very, very... um, 
I don't even want to say busy because that sounds negative, but it's just full. Like I have a lot going on. And so I really only have a couple of spaces. If one of them is yours, please go to the link in the show notes and set up your consultation so we can chat ASAP before those spots fill. And in the meantime, I love that you're here. Thank you so much for supporting me. Come follow me on social media so that we can keep in touch that way and have the most beautiful week. I will talk to you in next week's episode. Take care.